Previously in The Old Enemy. My name's Turner, Turner Wilkes. Welcome to St Mary's Sanctuary. I hate wet farts. St Mary's and West Hearts amalgamated. What? No, no, no. We're just one club now. Watford Football Club. In the newspapers, we use the word amalgamation. How can we have fallen for it? They claimed it was beneficial for the whole community when all they wanted was what was best for wet farts. Everyone here has got the same thing in common. We all love the town's team. But I can't belong here. I only love St Mary's. Get your head down, Bill. You'll see ya. He thinks you're a repairman from somewhere called Heaven Headquarters, remember? Gordon Bennett, he wasn't a repairman. He's a spy. I'm going back to defend my patch. I'm going to barricade myself in and the toffs out. Hornet Heaven the Old Enemy, written by Ollie Wicken, read by Colin Mace. Earth Season, 2022-23. Part 4. Turner Wilkes arrives in St Mary's Sanctuary in the open doorway of St Mary's Church. Home. Thank God. He starts to plan what to do. The fact that all three previous visitors to his afterlife materialised here tells him something, he realises. It means there's a single point of entry when people arrive from all near heaven. This will be handy, he notes, for defending St Mary's sanctuary against the enemy. He can be ready for them. Turner gets to work. He pushes the front door shut and brings down the heavy metal latch. He turns the big iron key in the lock. Then he drags a wooden pew from the nave and sets it against the door. He piles it high with anything he can find that a lad weight. A lectern, prayer books, hymn books, a huge Bible and several crucifixes. He realises it looks like he's trying to keep out the devil. But, given what wet farts did to Watford St Mary's, that's probably about right, he tells himself. It takes a while, but when he's finished, he stands back and inspects his work. There. That'll keep him out. In Hornet Heaven, Bill Mainwood is in the programme office. He ducked in here a few minutes ago when he saw Turner Wilkes marching into the atrium to fetch a programme that would take him to the portal and back to St Mary's Sanctuary. Bill's 13-year-old assistant, Derek Garston, enters. Oh, uh, hello, sir. Um, why are you under your desk, sir? Has he gone, my boy? Who, sir? The man in the Victorian suit. You mean Mr Grover, Mr Maywood, sir? No, scruffier, angrier, less posh and far less kinky. Yes, sir. That man's gone, sir. Bill gets up off the floor and explains the situation, most of it anyway. 
he notices Derek is holding an old ledger. Earlier, he asked the boy to go through the lists of people arriving in Hornet Heaven over the years, to look for anyone who might be related to Turner Wilkes in case a family member could go and talk Turner round. He asks Derek, Any luck finding a relative, my boy? Possibly, sir. A Watford fan called Finley Wilkes, sir. Arrived in 1948, Mr Mainwood, sir. He was 70, sir. Interesting. That means he'd have been 20 in 1898, so he could be Turner's son. Good work so far, Derek, my boy. Now you need to find Finley Wilkes in person for us. I'm already on it, sir. And I've also made some progress with those other investigations you briefed me on, sir. Into the truth, sir, of what happened. In 1898, sir. Oh, good. Now this will be interesting. Bill sits down at his desk to listen. I've done a bit of digging, sir, and I've unearthed two key pieces of information, Mr Maywood, sir. Go on, my boy. Tell me what you've got. First, sir, there was an announcement in the Watford Observer in May 1898, sir, that the members of Watford St Mary's were meeting, and I quote, sir, to wind up the affairs of the club, sir. Golly, to wind up the club, not to prepare for a merger. Second, sir, minutes from West Hart's committee meetings show that operationally and organisationally, sir, nothing changed in 1898, sir. Watford Football Club was just the renamed football section of the West Hart Sports Club, sir. Bill leans back in his chair. Impressed. Goodness, my boy. Superb research, my boy. Well, I think you've uncovered that what happened in 1898 wasn't a formal amalgamation. I agree, sir. It's looking like it wasn't a union of equal partners at all. It's almost as if Benjamin Apps persuaded the people who ran St Mary's to just... Well, pack it in. He's a sly old fox, sir. Do you think he might have used underhand or even under-the-table means, sir? I don't know about that, but if they did agree to pack the club in, it put him in a position where he could take what he wanted from St Mary's. Just the players and the fans. Crikey, sir. That would make it barely even an absorption let alone an amalgamation, sir. And it would make what he told the public nothing more than smoke and mirrors. Golly. Well, sir, if you're right, Mr Mainwood, sir, it would prove there really has been one club all along, sir. The original Watford Rovers changed its name to West Hearts, sir, and West Hearts changed its name to Watford Football Club, sir. Which will satisfy Henry Grover's ego enormously. But I wonder why West Hearts changed the name to Watford when they did. Was it a ruse to sugar things with the public, my boy? Ah, oh, sir, there are committee meeting notes about this, sir. Apparently, another club once asked Mr Apps where in West Hertfordshire the club were based. So he wanted to make clear that the location was Watford, sir. Well... I can definitely imagine that a slick operator like Benjamin Apps wouldn't want to lose money from a game that had to be cancelled because the opponents had accidentally turned up in St Albans, my boy. 
Originally, sir, Mr Apps wanted to call the club THE Watford Football Club, with a THE on the front, sir, as in THE one and only, sir. Ah, oh, well, maybe that explains the timing. I must say it's really quite clever. It gets across the idea of one town behind one team. More smoke and mirrors. He should have got a chalk going, sir. The Watford! The Watford! Yes, very witty, my boy. Right, I need to get on. I need to come up with something to say to Turner Wilkes. Ha! Good luck with that, sir. If a 15-0 Watford victory in our first game didn't get him on board, I don't know what could, sir. Bill sits and thinks. He knows he's got a task on his hands. He also knows that none of Derek's revelations are going to help. Turner already suspects that the Toffs stitched up his working-class club, and it looks like he may well have been right. Maybe we should just do what Benjamin Apps did, Mr Mainwood, sir, and try and airbrush the reality of what happened in 1898, sir. This helps Bill towards a decision. He may not know exactly how to proceed, but he knows he doesn't want to do this. Absolutely not, my boy. I don't want anyone joining Hornet Heaven on the basis of a deception. Um, even though you pretended to be a repairman, sir? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, dear. You heard. Bill has been feeling awful about what he did, and he doesn't want to let it continue. He decides he needs to make amends. He gets up from his chair. Honesty is the best policy, Derek, my boy. I'm going to go and apologise to Turner about the repairman business and tell him everything I know, so he's in full possession of the facts. And I'm going to do it right now. In St Mary's Sanctuary, behind his barricade, Turner is playing the organ. He's reflecting on his short trip to Hornet Heaven earlier. While he was there, he had a glimpse of the land of the living in 2023. He liked the down-at-hill fences and sheds on one side of Occupation Road, but he wasn't keen on the black and yellow wall on the other side. The level of finish looked far too high for the home of a humble, honest-to-goodness football club. It looked nothing like the box. There was no stink, for starters. And there was some kind of fancy emporium at the top of the road. Something called the Hornet's Shop was selling football shirts that had writing on them. At first glance, from the name on the front of the shirts, he thought Watford had now been taken over by Stoke. He wasn't at all keen on the shirts. They looked garish and flashy. They weren't the unfussy blue and white stripes of a people's team. Overall, the trip made him think that Watford Football Club in 2023 clearly isn't his kind of place or his kind of team. But it did make him wonder what happened after 1898. Clearly the club still exists 125 years later, but how have they got on? Have they managed to survive in the same league as at the Wickham game? The Buckinghamshire and contiguous Counties League? Or did they have to settle at a lower level than that? He's curious to know. But then he tells himself not to be curious. 
he needs to ignore everything to do with Watford Football Club. The way the club came into being means they deserve to be boycotted by any and every football supporter with a moral compass. Watford Football Club are the spawn of the devil and the devil's disciples are trying to take his heaven. He must never drop his defences. Hello? Turner? Turner leaps to his feet. His defences have been breached. He looks around to grab something he can use to stop the invasion. He picks up a short length of bell rope and heads towards the front door. He sees that someone has materialised inside the closed door, inside the barricade. He mutters, Bugger! All that work for nothing. The someone is Bill Mainwood. Hello, Turner. I come in peace. I want to apologise for... Turner goes straight up to Bill and grabs him. He forces the old man to the ground. He ties Bill's hands and legs with the bell rope. Please, Turner, I do understand how you feel, but... Ow! But this isn't reasonable behaviour. You reckon stealing my club was reasonable behaviour? You reckon stealing my heaven is reasonable behaviour? But I've come to try and give you a clearer picture about what happened in 1898, so you can come to your own conclusion about whether you want to carry on supporting your club. Don't you dare call Watford Football Club my club! Please, I just want you to be happy whatever you decide. Trust me. Trust a repairman from Heaven Headquarters? Yes, I'm sorry about that. Don't worry, you will be. Turner gets to his feet and stands over Bill. He's not quite sure what to do now. Bill says, It's just that I'd realised you'd be upset when you found out what happened in 1898. I didn't actually say I was a repairman, but I'll let you think it. To buy time to find the best way to tell you. It wasn't honest of me, I'm sorry. Turner's surprised to hear someone from the Toff side apologising for tricking him. It has to be another trick, he thinks. I don't trust you. Never trust a wet fart. That's a motto everyone should live by. To be honest, I don't blame you. Since I met you earlier, I found out that, well, in reality, we'll probably never find out the absolute truth. But I suspect that the so-called amalgamation was probably... An absorption at most. I think some of the people at West Hearts may not have been playing things entirely straight with the public in 1898. That's putting things mildly. They killed my club. It's dead and buried. I know what you mean, but to be fair, St Mary's did make a significant contribution to the combined club. At the stadium, there's a permanent tribute to Jack Cother who went on to be the first player to make 100 appearances for Watford Football Club. He's still remembered in 2023. Turner can't help feeling a little bit proud of his favourite player, St Jack. But he's still angry. I didn't see anything of St Mary's in that stadium. It's too showy. Yes, I'm with you on that. When I first started going, there were weeds and brambles on the terraces. There used to be a dog track. It had a wonderful feel to it. <sighs> but times change. There's so much money in the game now. Sometimes you feel football has forgotten it's just a sport. Turner's anger starts to soften a little. 
It seems he's with someone who feels the same way as he does about watching football. You do realise you're not exactly selling modern football to me. <laughs> I know, but I feel much the way you do. I think every football fan has had to compromise their principles over the years. Turner wasn't expecting to feel solidarity with a wet fart. It makes him feel bad about tying Bill up. Bill continues. If you love football and you don't want to give up on it, you have to suck up a lot of things you don't approve of. So, do a lot of people feel like this? Oh yes, mainly the older generations, I'd say. There's quite a lot of those in Hornet Heaven. If your son arrived in 1948, he'd be in that category. Eh? My son? Oh, perhaps he's not your son, sorry. It's just that there's someone called Finley Wilkes. So I thought, Finley Wilkes? Yes. My son's in Hornet Heaven? Suddenly, Turner is hit by a tide of feelings he can't distinguish. There's joy, anger, relief, frustration, love, loss, regret. He sways on his feet. He just about hears Bill say, Are you okay? But his mind is flooded with memories of taking Finlay to watch St Mary's as a boy, at Little Casterbury, at Longfield in Oxy, and best of all, on the sewer end, at the bog. And he can hear 12-year-old Finlay's voice reciting the St Mary's team from a 5-0 win over Luton Montrose in April 1890. Bateman, Butler, Culverhouse, Dewey, Harrison, Hatch, Howe, King, Penny, Wells and Wise. Turner is overwhelmed. He can't think straight. He grabs the bell rope he tied around Bill's hands and feet. Hey, what are you doing? I can't deal with this. This is all too much. He's not really sure what he's doing. Is it right? Is it appropriate? But he starts dragging Bill along the ground towards the nave. Where are you taking me? There are 13 burial vaults under the floors of St Mary's Church. Turner opens one of them up. What? No, please. Don't shut me in here. Don't bury me. It's Saturday. Or football day, as Finley Wilkes has always thought of the first day of the weekend. Finley has been going to watch football on Saturdays ever since his dad took him to his first match in the 1880s, a St Mary's game at Little Casterbury. He loves everything about a football match. It's a community event. It's a contest. It's a spectacle. You want to know how it will finish. It brings out your emotions. And other people's emotions bring out your emotions even more. There's effort and skill and courage to appreciate. Finlay has been hooked on all this for nearly 140 years. As a lad, when St Mary's weren't playing, he'd go and watch any other team in Watford who had a game, usually West Hearts. Before the days of easy away travel, lots of supporters did the same. He'd go to the other games without his dad because his dad was strictly a St Mary's man. Turner had a chip on his shoulder about the toffs, as he called them. 
Finley never really understood why someone would deprive themselves of the excitement and entertainment of a football match on Saturday for some kind of tribal reason. But Saturday isn't just football day. It's also family day. Down on earth, when Finley was a boy, it was when he got to spend time with his dad watching St Mary's. And now, in 2023, it's when he goes to watch Watford in Hornet Heaven with his two sons and four grandchildren who are up here with him. Today, they are watching Watford's FA Cup third round tie at Reading. They've chosen seats next to Finley's great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren who are in the land of the living on the other side of the astral plane. Finley doesn't mind that the football isn't up to much because he's with the people he loves. This afternoon, Finley notices Skilly Williams a few seats away and goes over to shake the great man's hand. Skilly has tears in his eyes because today his great-great-grandson has come on to make his debut for Watford, more than a hundred years after Skilly first played for the club. So Finley doesn't just shake Skilly's hand, he hugs Skilly too. He can see how much the moment means. When the final whistle goes, Finley and his sons and grandchildren head back through the ancient turnstiles onto Occupation Road. On the tarmac, someone is waiting for Finley. It's Bill Mainwood's young assistant from the programme office, Derek Garston. The 13-year-old comes up and says, Excuse me, sir, but is your name Finley Wilkes, sir? Finley calls out to his sons and grandchildren. Catch up with you in a minute, he says to Derek. Yep, son, that's me. And can I ask you, Mr Wilkes, sir, was your father Turner Wilkes, sir? That's right. He's not in Hornet Heaven, though. He supported Watford St Mary's and died before the merger. I reckon he must be in a St Mary's heaven. Correct, Mr Wilkes, sir. He is, sir. Finley chuckles at the schoolboy's know-all manner. You seem very certain about your facts, son. But how could you possibly know for sure? Because Mr Mainwood has just discovered that the St Mary's heaven is linked to Hornet heaven, Mr Wilkes, sir. It turns out there's a portal and you can come and go between the two afterlives, Mr Wilkes, sir. Finley stares at the boy. You're joking. You mean... Mr Mainwood met your dad there, Mr Wilkes, sir, and your dad's been here to Hornet heaven to watch a game. Finley's eyes fill. He guesses he must look exactly like Skilly Williams looked a few minutes ago. He could definitely do with a hug. If he's going to be reunited with his dad, then today, Saturday the 7th of January 2023, a football day, is going to be the most emotional family day of his afterlife. You mean I can see my dad again? He's here. Yes and no, Mr Wilkes, sir. You can see him again, but... He's left Hornet Heaven and doesn't want to come back, sir. He's too upset at discovering that St Mary's was swallowed up by West Hearts in 1898, Mr Wilkes, sir. A tear rolls down Finley's cheek. He laughs. <sighs> the silly old sod. I'll go and get him. In St Mary's Sanctuary in a pitch-black burial vault under the floor of St Mary's Church, Bill Mainwood manages to slide his wrists out of the knot of bell rope that Turner tied around them. Now he frees his feet too. He says to himself, 
Well, that was rather like being marked by Francisco Siralta. He pushes at the stone slab above him. He can't shift it. It's too heavy. And this is rather like marking Keenan Davis. Bill lies in the dark and wonders whether he's going to be in isolation now, with no human contact for the rest of eternity. It makes him appreciate the way Turner must have been feeling every day since the 19th century. And, as he thinks back on today's events, he also appreciates how the so-called amalgamation might look from Turner's point of view. To judge from what Bill's now heard, the various dealings in 1898 could well have been extremely shady. Surely Turner and all the other former St Mary's fans deserve to know the truth, he thinks to himself. He has an idea. If he ever gets out of this vault, maybe he could take St Mary's fans on a magical history tour to the final Watford derby in April 1898 at Casio Road. They could go and look behind the pavilion to see if Benjamin Apps is slipping a brown envelope to someone from the St Mary's committee. Strictly on the QT, of course, my dear fellow. But see to it that St Mary's are wound up within a fortnight. There's a good chap. And there'll be plenty more where this came from. Bill starts imagining a second scenario from 1898. He can picture Benjamin Apps smoothing his moustache and smiling as Jack Cother and Bobby Slaughter each open a box of brand new football boots. He can also imagine a scenario from 2023 if people start protesting against Gino Pozzo. Groups of former St Mary's fans might gather outside the Troy Deeney atrium in Hornet Heaven chanting, We want our club back! One group might even style themselves as the Sewer End Ultras, wearing balaclavas and gas masks. After a few minutes, Bill stops thinking about all this. It isn't going to get him out of this burial vault. He starts banging on the stone slab. In the nave, Turner plays the organ to try and drown out Bill Mainwood's thumping from the burial vault below. He needs to be more wary than ever, he's realised. He can't trust anybody. The enemy have got his son. They might even use Finley against him. That's why he's repositioned his barricade by stacking up pews on the nave side of the spot where people materialise when they arrive in St Mary's Sanctuary from all near heaven. He's got a stronger defensive position now, whoever the toffs might send next. Hello? Hello? For God's sake, more wet farts. Why can't they just leave me in peace? Turner gets up and walks through the nave towards the doorway. He sees a pew crash to the floor. On the other side of the barricade, he sees a man he doesn't recognise. Probably about 70, pushing at another pew. Turner's incensed. He picks up another length of bell rope. As the next pew falls, he launches himself over the barricade at the man. He tackles the man to the ground. He kneels on the man's back and ties the bell rope around the man's wrists and feet. He grabs the man by the hair and snarls into his ear. Right, that's you, sorted. The man says, Hello, Dad. Turner stares. What? It's me, Finley. The moment sees his holder, Turner. This is his son. The lad of 20 he left behind when he died, now 70. 
He turns Finley's head. He stares at the face. He recognises the eyes. My lad! Turner's not quite sure what happens next. He feels he's unravelling. All of the loneliness and loss of the last 126 years floods out of him. He bursts into tears. He lies on top of Finley and wraps his arm around his only son. His body convulses against Finley's back. Um, any chance you can untie me, Dad? After what seems an age, Turner stops convulsing, stops crying. He tries to think. But how can I untie you? You're one of them. There's no them, Dad. There's just one community of football fans in Watford. We're all together. That's not true. I'm Watford St Mary's. You were St Mary's, Dad. But St Mary's are now Watford Football Club. So you're Watford Football Club. No. Never. It's as simple as that, Dad. There's no need for it to be any harder. Turner pushes himself off his son. He sits on the cold stone floor. It's not simple. He can't let the matter lie. The rivalry between Watford St Mary's and West Hearts has been in his system producing bile since the 19th century. He says, Watford Football Club are wet farts. They're what? The Toffs gave their club a new name to hide what they were up to. They'll have bought people off. That's what they always did. I don't think they did, Dad. Not that I heard. I think they genuinely wanted to do the right thing for the town, which was making sure there was just one club. Rubbish. They'll have thrown money around to make sure they won. Well, if that's true, you should be delighted, Dad. St Mary's were part of the new setup. So you and I won. And the Toffs paid for it. Turner wonders if he could ever see it like this. He thinks not. I could never live with wet farts. I hated their players. Fred Robbins was a proper dirty so-and-so. And the merger made him our proper dirty so-and-so, Dad. He's in Hornet Heaven. You can meet him if you want. We're all on the same side now. That place isn't for me. I've had a look. There's nothing of St Mary's there. I could never love Watford Football Club. But that's where you're wrong, Dad. Something transferred. Well, I hear that Jack Cother and Bobby Slaughter transferred and Bangy Harrison joined the committee, but that's not enough. I mean something intangible. Something you can't see, Dad. Don't be daft. Where's the proof, son? The proof is that you love Watford Football Club, Dad. What? No, I don't. It's obvious you do. How? Because to get into Hornet Heaven, just to set foot in the place, Dad, you have to love Watford Football Club. That's how it works. Turner remembers Bangy Harrison saying something about this. You can't argue with the physics of it, Dad. Yes, I can. Because if the same physics apply to this heaven, how did Bill Mainwood get in here? He was never a saint. Bill Mainwood loves St Mary's because he loves Watford Football Club. 
It's more proof that the club's combined. Turner gets the logic. In fact, every point his son has made has landed in some way. He raises his eyes towards the church roof and says, So why aren't I feeling the love for Watford? He looks back down at his son. The son is tied up on the floor with bell rope. How has it come to this? Is this how supporting a football club is supposed to be? Is this what passion for a team demands? That a father ties up his son and thinks of shutting him away forever in a burial vault? Finley says, You'll feel it in time, Dad. I did. Watford St Mary's are the team I used to love, but they're called Watford now, so I love Watford. Turner's still not quite ready to hear his own flesh and blood say this. He looks away again. And the rest of my family loves Watford too, Dad. Your family. Your grandchildren. Your great-grandchildren. And your great-great-grandchildren. Turner looks straight back at his son. I've got... family. Grandchildren? Come to warn it, Evan, Dad. A mess of feelings blurs Turner's mind again. The tears come again. He can't stop them. He can't go on like this, he thinks to himself. He can't bear to. Slowly, he crawls over to his son and unties the bell rope. He helps his son to his feet. They hug, face to face this time. Eventually, Turner steps back and says, Right. I'll give Hornet Heaven a go. He sees a smile break across Finley's face. We'll all support you, Dad. We'll support you the way you've always supported St Mary's. Without question, forever. Thank you, son. Thank you. Uh, right, let's go. We get to the portal this way. Through the chapel. Oh, by the way, Dad, you said Bill Mainwood came here. Did you, uh... Oh, yeah. I nearly forgot, son. In all at heaven, a week later on the 14th of January 2023, it's a Saturday, a football day, and a family day for Turner Wilkes. He's at Watford's home game against Blackpool in the Championship. He's amazed by the inside of Vicarage Road Stadium. I used to pay sixpence to watch football in 1898. I bet it's at least a shilling now. He's in the rookery end with his son Finlay and all his other descendants. He's been getting to know them all week. They've made such a fuss of him that Hornet Heaven is starting to feel a little bit like home already. Today is also what Bill Mainwood is calling Fan Appreciation Day. Two of the biggest names in Watford Football Club's history, Cliff Holton and Graham Taylor, are alongside Turner as he watches his first live game in 125 years. Turner hasn't fully grasped these men's contributions to Watford Football Club just yet, 
but he can see that Finlay and his grandchildren are awestruck in their presence. During the week, Bill took Turner on a series of magical history tours to bring Turner up to date with things. And the two of them are now great mates, just as Turner hoped when they first met. On the tours, Turner discovered to his utter astonishment that the Unified Club has played in two FA Cup finals, finished Football League runners-up and played in Europe. He admitted to Bill, To be fair, I don't think St Mary's could have hosted a UEFA Cup tie at the bog. And yet, for all the wonderful things he's already seen and experienced in Hornet Heaven, and despite accepting that if Finlay and his family can be fans of Watford Football Club, so can he, Turner's not really feeling much attachment to what he's seeing on the pitch. There are several things getting in the way, beyond the feeling that money has turned a simple sport into an over-theatrical spectacle. There's the whole idea of a football team being allowed to replace half of its players with substitutes during the game. And there's the bewildering mystery of why a footballer would cut holes in the back of his socks. But Turner's particularly struggling to recognise what Jack Cother told him when they first met. That Watford Football Club is a club that represents the town. How can this be true? When the starting lineup today includes players with international caps for Austria, Spain, Chile, Senegal, Nigeria and Ivory Coast. The men of Watford don't seem to be from Watford. He's feeling disconnected, so far anyway. He's hoping that at some point in the future, if not today, there'll be a moment that makes him feel a real bond with Watford Football Club in 2023. During the first half of the match, not much happens apart from Ismail Asar hitting the bar. Turner's son, Finlay, comes up and puts an arm around him. It's a bit different from your last match, eh, Dad? At the bog. <laughs> what are you thinking so far? I'm wishing the rookery end was the sewer end. <laughs> My nostrils aren't. But how are you getting on with the difference from what you're used to? There's a lot of adjusting to do, son. Football used to be a game for local players, but some of these players are from countries I've hardly heard of. Yeah, I'm not saying they're mercenaries, but we do buy them in from around the world these days. Still, there's a couple of youngsters on the bench who are from around here, Dad. Jack Greaves is what for born and bred, and his great-great-granddad played in goal for us a hundred years ago. In that case, I'd definitely like to see young Jack get on the pitch. Me too. Fans love seeing homegrown youngsters given a chance. It makes Watford feel more like our team. Turner wonders if this is the sort of connection with the club he's going to need to feel. Either way, it's great to be chatting with his son at the football again. He turns and gives Finley a hug. Thanks for coming to get me last week, son. I knew I needed people in my life, but to have you is better than words can say. The game reaches half-time. At the break, Turner is thrilled to be introduced to his greatest sporting hero of all time, Johnny Allgood. He's astonished to learn that in 1903, the most famous footballer in England came to Watford. And not just that. Johnny Allgood played alongside a St Mary's player, Jack Cother. Johnny says to Turner, St Mary's must have been a good side if they produced Jack Cother. I'd like to see more of their games, Turner. Will you take me to a few sometime? 
Turner is starstruck and wonders how he could ever have thought that never-ending solitary confinement in an obsolete heaven would be preferable to this. In the second half, Watford start to play a bit better and Turner starts feeling that perhaps, after all, he could live with what happened in 1898. Instead of fixating on West Arts, he could get worked up about the new old enemy from a few miles up something called a motorway. He could accept that to compete in a sport that's clearly global these days, it's best for any town to have just one team, with everyone behind it. He could accept that the argument about money in football was lost when clubs started turning professional, which is so long ago that he was still alive. A lot of supporting a football club is in the mind, he thinks to himself. Later, down on the pitch, it's still nil-nil, with just over 20 minutes to go, and Watford bring on their third and fourth substitutes of the match. One of them is a homegrown 17-year-old called Toby Adeyemo, making his league debut. The crowd cheers Toby with an extra burst of noise. Turner hears Finlay say, Here you are, Dad. See what I was saying? Turner smiles. It makes him feel good to know that Toby Adeyemo joined the club as a boy and has worked his way into the first team. Toby sprints onto the pitch and it's as though he's emerging from the Watford football community as one of their own to join the first team. And soon, just four minutes later, Watford's Colombian midfielder plays in the Brazilian winger who shoots. The ball rebounds to the local boy. Toby steps towards the ball and slams it into the net. The crowd roars and then they roar louder as they realise who scored the goal. Turner watches the reaction around him. Finley and the rest of the family grab each other in excitement. Bill Mainwood's eyes miss a little as he watches Toby Adeyemo run off to the corner flag, clutching his head in disbelief at his achievement. Cliff Holton and Graham Taylor put their arms around each other's shoulders and grin. And it's at this moment that Turner feels the connection. He can see what Watford Football Club means to everyone here. It doesn't matter that there were two clubs once, one called Watford St Mary's and one called West Arts. Here and now, in 2023, the Watford football community is uniting around a single act by Toby Adeyemo, just as they united around a single act by Benjamin Apps in 1898. And, Turner thinks to himself, if it was a young apprentice who scored, rather than a highly paid professional, maybe Watford Football Club can feel like an everyman's team, just like St Mary's did. Turner grins. He wants to be part of this. He looks over to Bill Mainwood again and sees that his new friend is still jigging about with joy. He goes over. He reaches into his pocket and takes out the enamel badge Bill gave him. He says, You'll be wanting this back, Bill. I understand it's sentimental value now. Oh, goodness. I've got hundreds of those. You keep it, Turner. Turner looks at the badge, the badly drawn moose and the word Watford. He smiles and he pins the badge onto the lapel of his suit. Turner Wilkes is where he wants to be forever. Forever.
The End The Old Enemy was written and produced by Ollie Wickham. It was read by Colin Mace. If you're interested in historical facts about Watford Football Club's early days and about Watford St Mary's, please visit watfordgold.org.uk. For more information on the Hornet Heaven stories, please visit hornetheaven.com. Thank you for listening.